Welcome to Linda's Life Lessons Podcast. As a teaching professor, my students often tell me that their favorite part of class was when I chatted with them in what they called Linda's Life Lessons. I would take five or ten minutes at some point in class, not every day, and chat about things that had come up, maybe in one-on-one meetings with students in my office or a question asked in class. There's pretty much nothing out of bounds. We talk about it. In these podcasts, I share tips for students and parents, helpful guidance through the college years, and a few stories along the way. We chat about situations students have found themselves in and how we navigated it. Along the way, we talk about some do's and don'ts for parents, too. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to Linda's Life Lessons Podcast. In this episode, we chat about what to do when your semester isn't going well. Maybe things aren't going well in class in terms of things like your performance and your grades. Maybe things aren't going well with your roommate or your friends. Hey, stuff happens. Let's talk through things and see how you might be able to turn things around for yourself. So let's start by talking about what to do if things aren't going well in class. First of all, good for you for recognizing that there's a problem rather than just pretending that there's nothing wrong. Believe me, there are people who do just this. They sort of blindly move along without admitting to themselves or really anybody that there is a problem. I've had students who, even after being invited to come to my office to chat about what's going on, they just ignore the emails. So good for you for recognizing that things aren't quite right for yourself. So we're going to begin with you taking an honest reflection of your situation. Go look at yourself in the mirror and take responsibility for where you are at. Taking responsibility starts, your your life, your education starts with you. So ask yourself, what have I been doing? What are my actions? Are they aligned with my goals? Am I setting myself up to be successful? What does that even mean? So let's get some perspective about what it even means to set yourself up for success. So to do this, we're going to talk about going to prom. Prom is one night, a very long one, but one night. If you went to prom, I bet there was a whole lot of planning, of preparation for this one night. If you were the person who was inviting someone to go with you, I bet you planned it out. How were you going to ask? Did you keep it simple or did you go through a whole big elaborate promposal? After you got a date for the dance, you probably started planning for the actual event. Things like, are you going to go with just the two of you or going to go with a group? Where are the pre-prom activities taking place? How about the prom photos? Where's dinner going to happen? And then are you going to go to post-prom? All that stuff, that's all part of the event. So you do everything you could to ensure that the date was well organized, and then you started to put your attention to your clothes and your ride. So you arrange to buy or rent a tux or a suit and shoes, probably get a haircut. How are you getting to prom? That's your ride. Are you hiring a limo, using your car? If you're going to use your car, you probably want to wash it and detail it. So it's all nice and spick and span for the big day. Then you need to arrange flowers for your date. And if you're not wearing a suit, you're all about the dress. 
So you spend time finding your dress, planning the ensemble, your shoes, necessary undergarments, your jewelry, your purse, maybe hair ornaments, maybe a wrap, all the things. On the day of the prom, you might have a mani and a pedi, get your hair done, your makeup done, all sorts of planning, right? So think about everything that went into planning for this one event. Okay, so we did that little walk down memory lane. If you didn't go to prom, think about the planning and effort that you put into some other sort of an event, maybe a performance or a recital. Now ask yourself, honestly, are you putting similar effort into your classes? You put all that effort in when all in to ensure a successful, happy prom, all for one night. Your education, what it unlocks and the doors it opens for you. Doesn't it deserve for you to be all in like you were for prom? So you maybe should start thinking of your education where you really want to be all in in terms of how you approach it, like you would for that one event. So look in the mirror, take responsibility for your actions. That's where making things better starts. And maybe you need to change some things that you're doing. So it's at this point in a conversation with a student when I usually start hearing the buts. So let's go through some of the buts. Belinda, my teacher has an accent and I can't understand them. You don't even want to know how many times I hear that complaint. I can't understand them. They they talk funny or this or that. So... Got a couple of stories for you. You know, you can count on me for stories. I have a friend, Su Jin, who came to the United States to go to graduate school. She's from South Korea. When she came here for graduate school, she didn't speak English. She came and started attending graduate school classes and did not speak English. She left a daughter in South Korea so that she could put all of her attention into her graduate school classes, just as an aside. But could you imagine coming here? Graduate school is not for the faint of heart. It's challenging. And she did it, came here, and earned her doctorate in record time. And all the while, she was having to learn English while she was doing it. Another story. Every semester, I have international students in my classes. So when I'm walking around the room, helping them, working with them, I see their notebooks. My international students have interesting notebooks because their notebooks are written in their native language, not English. I had a student from Portugal last semester. You know what? I don't speak Portuguese. And guess what? He was listening to me speak English and translating it and making notes in Portuguese. So the international students, most of them do this. They're hearing their English-speaking teacher and translating that and then making notes. So you still want to complain about the accent your professor might have? And as we've talked about in previous episodes, even with a professor for whom English is a second language, your difficulties in class are almost always due to a lack of preparation and not the professor's accent. How about another but? 
Belinda, I'm so busy with family and work and sports, whatever. If that's the case, it's time to prioritize. If you're not prioritizing properly, you're likely going to be repeating one class or another class, which means you're going to be paying for classes a second time because you're just not putting that prom level effort in. Belinda, I just don't get it or understand it. I can't do math or whatever. Again, let's get real. If you were able to get into college, most times you're capable of doing the work. You need to work on your study habits, so you're studying to learn. Now, sometimes you might be in a class that's not resonating because ultimately it's not what you want to be doing. That's not what we're talking about here. What I'm referring to is the prerequisite math that you have to take to get to some of your other classes, because this is one I hear often. I don't do math. I'm a marketing major. I don't do math. I'm blah blah major, whatever. Yeah, guess what? Math is all around us, and you need some basic skills, okay? If you're having trouble in these prerequisite classes, in some of them and not all of them, likely it's coming down to working on your study habits. You need to fix them. He fixed things so that you're studying to learn. And we had a whole bunch of talking about that in episodes six, seven, and eight. So if you want to know what I'm talking about and you're confused, go give episodes six, seven, and eight a listen. How about another but? But Linda, I have anxiety and I have trouble doing my work because of that anxiety. We've talked about this before, episode 18 for reference, but... I have so many students who suffer from anxiety. But let's talk about it a little bit more here. One thing I will say to you and encourage you is don't let a challenge, a problem, a diagnosis become your excuse for just sort of bailing on doing the work to get through your classes. So in this case, be real. This is not me trying to push anybody's buttons or trigger anybody or uh, get in your face about things, but we are trying to take responsibility for our actions. So did you, upon hearing that, yes, you are suffering from anxiety and you need to be, you know, um, changing your habits and working on things to, to deal with your anxiety, did you get that sort of diagnosis and then do nothing in terms of school? Well, I have anxiety, so I'm not going to be able to work, so I'm not working. I mean, that I see that happen. You get a diagnosis and you go, well, that just, you know, means that I can't do anything. And it sort of enables you to do nothing. Think about it. If you got a cancer diagnosis, would you do nothing? No way. You would work with your healthcare team and come up with a treatment plan. So if you've met with somebody who has said, yes, indeed, you have anxiety, you want to take that same approach and be proactive. Work with your healthcare provider. Work with your counselor and do things to move you forward to to feeling better and being able to work. So don't let that challenge of having to deal with anxiety get in the way and erode your ability to be successful in college because there are ways to work around it and it should not be you getting to a level where you're you're just not getting anything done in terms of your studies and your whole semester is eroding away from you. Try things 
like journaling and meditating. Both of these things have worked very well for me and continue to work really well for me when I'm dealing with anxiety. The reality is most of us deal with anxiety throughout our lives. What we have to work on when we initially discover that we have the anxiety is coming up with tools that work for us. I would encourage you to explore and learn the things that work well for you in terms of managing your anxiety. And one other thing that I'm going to say is that with my students, the number one cause of their anxiety is about doing well in their class. And the number one way to deal with that really effectively is to prepare for your classes. So again, as part of that getting real, yes, your anxiety might be ratcheting up, but are you really preparing? Are you studying to learn? Studying to learn is going to ensure that you're prepared, and then your anxiety ratchets down, and it ratchets down to fear. Believe it or not, fear is way easier to manage than anxiety is. You face your fears by feeling the fear and doing the thing anyway, so you work through the fear. How about a couple more buts? But Linda, I hate the class. You know what? Too bad. If it's a required class, you just have to suck it up and get through it and do it. And bailing on working on the class, all that's going to do is make sure that you have to take the class again. So why not grit your teeth, get everything you possibly can out of it so you can move forward? Isn't that a better approach? But Linda... Life. I've got some health issues and all these things. It happens. You might get sick. It happened to me, so I can definitely relate. So if you've got some serious health issues going on, consider dropping a class to lighten your load. But you want to be sure that you don't drop below full time if moving to part time is going to adversely affect you in terms of things like your financial aid, maybe playing a sport that you love, something like that. But the bottom line is that if you're having health issues, you probably need to lighten your load because something's got to give. That's what I had to do. I was a typical college student burning my candle at both ends, and then I even started burning that candle in the middle. And it caught up with me big time. I ended up having to drop a class and I had to cut way back on my work hours and even some of my socializing. Not fun, but totally necessary. How about this one? But Linda, my teacher's an asshole. Well, it doesn't happen often, but like anything else in life, there are times when you encounter a person who you just don't click with. Don't let this person get in your head unless they are paying rent to live there. So just keep doing your work, get through the class so you can move on. So ask yourself, are you putting prom level preparation, planning, attention, and execution into being a student? If not, what in the hell are you waiting for? An invitation? You've got it from me. Go for it. Step up so you don't miss the education dance. Okay, so shifting gears from school not going well, maybe you have issues with your roommates or your friends. Yeah, it happens. I hear about this one too. Again, we start by getting real. In this case, how toxic is your situation? If you can possibly figure out how to get through the semester, 
do it. But sometimes things are so bad that you have to make a change right away. When things went bad with one of my roommates, well, it wasn't her. It was her boyfriend, actually. But it was bad, and I felt sufficiently threatened, such I moved out. And it wasn't fun. Because when when I moved out, I had signed a lease and I had to keep paying that rent. But I did move back home for a couple of months and I commuted to school, which totally sucked. But it was what I needed to do at the time to make sure that I stayed safe. I've had roommates where we basically just shared the same space. We didn't have anything much in common, but we were just pleasant and considerate with each other. And, you know, that worked. Because here's the thing. We tend to romanticize the idea of roommates, but they really don't have to be your close friends. It's not the easiest thing in the world to live with people. So your roommates could just be people that you share a living space with. So be sure you're in a safe environment and do your best to get through the semester. And also, we did talk about friends in, I think it was episode 13. All right, let's talk a little more about this. One of my sons had a really, really awful roommate in his first semester of his freshman year. The roommate was late arriving on campus, so my son's father and I didn't even get to meet the roommate. I'm not going to lie, that was really challenging as a mom, not meeting the person my son was going to be sharing his room with. And then when the guy showed up, oh my God, there were issues. Not with my son, but pretty much everything else. The guy caused so much trouble and even did some property damage in the dorm that he ultimately got kicked out of the dorm and school. So he was a Lulu for sure. So my son didn't feel safe and at one point couldn't even use the room because of some things that had happened. So he ended up crashing with a, with a friend in the dorm he had gotten to know until that other roommate got kicked out. Like I say, do what you need to do to stay safe. Maybe you have a roommate who you're on opposite schedules with. They're a night owl, you aren't. My middle son de- dealt with this one. He had a roommate who stayed up all night playing video games. And in the dorm room, that, those are small quarters. The guy only lasted one semester because he flunked out because he didn't go to class because he played video games all night. But, you know, it was was a challenging situation for my son. If you can pull it off, maybe the person who is up when the other person is trying to go to sleep could go to another space to play the games or whatever they're doing. If you can't work that out, I can personally attest to the benefit of these headbands that have the wireless earphones in them that double as a sleep mask. I got one to drown out my husband's very, very loud snoring, and it works pretty well. I play some meditation music that helps me sleep through the snorts and the snores. So maybe that would be a solution for you. So do what you can for the rest of the semester to work on some sort of a compromise, as long as you're safe, and then you can make other arrangements for the next semester. I've had students come to me about how to deal with mean friends, like people they've known for a while, but who are now just not being nice. If people are being mean to you, that isn't going to change unless you demand better. And even then, things might not change. People are clearly moving in a direction without you, which means it's probably time to make some new friends. Yes, it hurts. Terribly. When this has happened in our family, and boy, it did definitely happen, 
Here's what my approach was, and I still use this approach today. I told my kids, I tell myself, wouldn't you rather know now that they aren't the person, the friend that you thought they were, as opposed to later when you really, really need them to be a friend? It hurts now, but you can move on and find people who really value having you in their life. And those people exist. So go find them. So we've chatted about a bunch of different situations. If your semester's not going well for school, for your classes, if your semester's not going well because of friend issues, the first step is always going to be to take an honest reflection of your situation and the effort you're putting in. Make changes, being sure that you are staying safe. Move forward and make an effort to do better. I hope that this episode has been helpful for you. If you liked what you heard and it's meaningful, would you share it with your friends, please? It would be just so fantastic if you took a moment to subscribe to the Linda's Life Lessons podcast and left me a review because I love reading your reviews and your comments. Please connect with me on Facebook and Instagram. As always, be sure to do what you can to find your happy. Love what you do and make a difference. I'll see you in the next episode. When I'm teaching, I end the week of classes with this message that I will now leave with you, my friend. Have a lovely, fantastic, and fun weekend, and please come back to me safely. See you next time.